0: Hey there welcome to the rest based weight loss podcast series in this episode we're not necessarily going to be talking about weight loss however i did an interview with a friend of mine and we talked about taking the stress and uncertainty out of raising emotionally intelligent kids and what we talked about in this framework that she put together is that you can actually use certain strategies to create specific goals for yourself and for your family no matter what those goals are. In this interview, we talked about emotional intelligence. However, if you have specific weight loss or health and wellness goals for your family, everything that we talked about can actually be applied to whatever it is that you want for your family. So I would encourage you to take a listen to this interview. And I would also encourage you to check out her website at connectflowgrow.com. Let's go ahead and dive into the interview. Do our live. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We are here for the final um, series, the final video of this series. This has just been awesome. Len, what if? like, let's, let, first, let's start, let's talk about, let's recap. And okay. let's just do a recap of what we've been talking about. First of all, why did we do this series? Um, what have we been talking about? And why? are the topics that we've been addressing over the past couple days? Why are they so important?
1: Um, So we started to do the series because you and I reconnected and I was um, was kind of sharing this program that I've developed based on the work that I've been doing. Um, So for those of you that are maybe new to this, I am a therapist, licensed clinical social worker, um, and I've worked in a school setting traditionally. Now I do work in like a substance abuse treatment center. Um, I'm a mom and I'm a yoga instructor, and I have just found um, a lot of efficacy in bringing all these pieces together and using using these tools in a really quick, easy, efficient way to connect with my kids and really teach them how to identify their emotions, how to manage their emotions, right? So like all these things that we talk about when we talk about building emotional intelligence, it can be kind of this lofty academic term, um, So i created this program to really break it down and make it simple for parents because i think what a lot of parents are doing which i know i found myself doing is reading all these books and all these ideas and never really knowing where to start and how to implement building emotional intelligence in kids Um, and there's so many demands on parents and so if i can just save you the time and give you kind of like the cliff notes version of what a therapist does Honestly, I do the same thing over and over and over again with my clients. And so it's really easy for me to see what foundation hasn't been laid. Um, and so that's really like the, the basis of the program. Monday or Sunday, we talked about um, the importance of planning backwards. And so if it's not emotional intelligence, if it's something else, what I found to be really effective for myself as a parent and what I found effective for people that I work with, whether it's the individual therapeutically or family systems is really looking at what is your end result? What is it that you desire for your kids or for your family, whether it's a values-based goal, or it's really like a targeted skill. You start from there and then you figure out how you're going to act Um, in accordance with that goal, that end result, and build in those skills um, along the way in ways that are age appropriate and developmentally appropriate for kids. The reason why I say both of those is because sometimes kids are a little bit older, but developmentally, they're a little bit younger. And so you really have to hit them in both areas. Um, So we talked about that as being one of the important things. And then we talked about this idea of building community. So the basis of my program is really creating a sense of community in the family, which is a great opportunity for me to um, just reassure everybody that um, there is a structure and a hierarchy in my home. Because um, I was not communicating that well yesterday, um, but the idea of communicating, like right, there's like such a great area. There's the two extremes of like no parental parental structure and then a very rigid. Um, almost aggressive sort of parental structure. Um, and then there's like a lot of gray in between. And I probably I fall somewhere in there and everybody else is gonna fall somewhere else. Um, I for sure am like the head of my family and there's like lines that my kids don't cross, but we are definitely more informal in our, um, in the way that we communicate with each other. And that's just what works for me. The program really is flexible and allows families to figure out where they fit on that continuum and what is going to work for them. All I ask is that you break it down for the kids, let them know and communicate to them. This is why we're doing this. And this is kind of the end result that we want to see for you, because then kids understand why they're being asked to do something. And now you're not raising a rule follower. You're raising somebody who understands how to critically think about something they're being asked to do. And I think that skill goes way further then just do as I say. Um, I just, we're not, kids aren't being taught that way in schools. And so if they're being taught that way in the home, it's going to be a real conflict for them. And they they may struggle with making sense of those two ways of thinking. Um, so, I mean, but if that's kind of how you wanted to raise your kids, I guess the program would work for you that way too. Like you could just be like, Hey, we're sitting in circle and I need you to do what I want to do. I wouldn't recommend that. And I, I couldn't coach you on that, but I guess you could do it. Um, so, community is the importance of community and developing community is really about sh- highlighting, building, taking the time to build relationships between people, letting people know that they're all part of like a common team or a common goal, like a team or a goal, that they all have roles, they all have strengths, they all need, everybody's a valued member of that community, and then helping them understand what the impact of their actions are on other people. Um, so, it's usually easy parent to child, right? Cause we have a lot of those discussions. The harder one is sibling to sibling. Um, and this program sitting in circles and just discussing things without shame or blame really help start promoting those conversations and allowing a space for those conversations. So we can just look at it like a teachable moment. Hey, you and your brother got into this. I do this with my kids. So my, my kids are really good about coming and telling me what somebody else did. And so I've learned that I have to be very, which is great segue to our conversation today. I have to be very thoughtful of how I ask about the situation, because usually there's three things that happen before, and they are both responsible in the situation, um, but they just want to share the other person's part. They don't want
0: to share their part in it.
1: No, they're like, Isaac hit me. And I'm like, oh, interesting. And I used to be the parent that was like, Isaac, come over here. Why'd you hit your brother? Right. And then Isaac's like, I don't know why I hit my brother, right? Like defenses go up. And then I started learning like, okay, Dami, tell me what happened before Isaac hit you. Well, I wasn't, I'm like, oh, okay. So there was more to the story. So then when we're sitting in circle or in meeting, we get to talk about like, okay, so it sounds like Isaac was a little bit frustrated because this happened. It sounds like you were a little bit frustrated because this happened. Neither's feelings are more important than the other. Like we get to validate both people's experiences. And then we get to just talk about it like, all right, cool. This is what happened. It sounds like it didn't work because you're mad. He's mad. There might be some consequences coming. What are you guys going to do different next time? Because this outcome didn't seem to work. And then they give me their responses. And that helps me as a parent assess like, okay, this is all they know, right? Like if they're hitting each other to deal with frustration, that tells me Behavior is 100% communication. That tells me when they're frustrated, the only thing that they know how to do or their quick response is aggression. So it's my job to then give them other options, to practice that with them, to coach them on how to use it until I can see them doing it more independently.
0: Mm -hmm. So my question is, why why does this matter? Like, why should I, as a parent, and this might sound like a silly question to some, um, but, you know, I I believe that there are a lot of parents out there that are really just kind of parenting based on either the way that they, that they were parented, Mm -hmm. um, or based on the way that they kind of see their peers parenting their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of going with the flow, right. Of, of they just parent the way they feel. They they call it the way that they see it. Yep. So why does it matter? What, uh, you know, what could possibly go wrong in allowing kids to grow up without tools and strategies like the ones that you are presenting in your program?
1: I mean, uh, I don't want to be a fear monger whatsoever. And I don't want to I realize that the vein that I work in is sometimes the most extreme, right? Like I'm a therapist, so people come to therapy when they're having really difficult challenge situations. Um, but in that same vein, I work with families from all different backgrounds. It's not you know it's not like oh this is just a bad family with a lot of problems and here's a good family. No, they come from quote unquote great like they all lots of different types of families. Right now I work in a treatment center. Um, and it's I'm seeing a lot of people. Well, they're all there for some sort of addiction, and a lot of it's the same. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of trauma, and what we're what we have historically considered to be trauma um, is a very narrow focus on what trauma actually is. We're not looking at meeting the developmental needs of kids. I was just having this conversation today with one of um, one of the girls I supervise, and I have a lot of clients who whose parents you know we're providing for them put a roof over their head food on the table and they didn't nurture them they didn't because their parents were busy or because the family schedule was busy they don't feel like they got love or attention that they needed and that is that is like one of the the big critical factors that has led to their addiction because they felt invisible they didn't learn coping skills they don't know how to manage big emotions and Using drugs is a way of managing emotions. It's a coping skill. It doesn't work for you, but it's a coping skill. And so kids, people will find ways to self-soothe and how to manage emotions, especially if they haven't been guided through it. Like we talked on Sunday when kids haven't had the opportunity to be bored or fail. And then when that problem gets really big and really intense and they don't know how to use it, they're gonna need to find something that matches that intensity to try to regulate and that's all like some of these negative behaviors are is just, like a sense of wanting to feel okay again in whatever way that feels in a, whatever way that they have access to
0: mm. is that I
1: rem- kind of what you were asking or was i taking the question wrong
0: no no, no that's exactly what i was asking okay. and and I, I like that you started off as saying like i don't want to be a fear monger especially since i believe that the majority of the information that we're being fed today Uh, is meant to incite fear. So (laughs) thank you for being kind, you know, like just aware of that. Um, And I definitely don't want to, I don't want to instill fear either. Mm -hmm. But as someone who is working with adults, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned in the live and one of the lives that we did, I work with, I'm working with women who are trying to get their lives back. They're trying to get their health back. They're trying to lose weight. They're trying to get back on track. And 98% of the women that I am working with, 98% of their unhealthy behaviors with food Mm -hmm. and with lack of exercise are connected to trauma that they faced growing up. Yep and not trauma at the hands of strangers or peers trauma at the hands of their parents yep like trauma in the hands of the environment that they grew up in yep so i'm i'm definitely not i don't want to you know like kind of push fear either but as someone who's like as someone who's working with women who are continuously at the ages of like 40 50 60 a couple times 70 years old, yep. referencing things that their mom or their dad treat said to them or how their mom or dad treated them when they were like eight or nine. Yep. That is not that's not that's not an acceptable way to live. Totally. Like, in totally. my opinion. And yep. and as a mom, if I, I'm working with these women, I'm working with these people, I'm listening to their stories. If there is anything that I can do right now while I'm raising these three babies, you know, or I'm raising these three girls in my home, if there's anything that I can be doing today to prevent them from growing up and 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 looking to and like needing like kind of self-destructive coping mechanisms to deal with some of, it could be anything. And it doesn't even have to be like, an abusive situation or anything like that. It could be just as simple as me not um, me not giving them the space to be able to communicate with me what they're what's really going on with them, like what they're really feeling like, especially now that my oldest is 14, about to start high school. Like my middle is about to be 11. She's going into her last year of elementary school. She's gonna be, a, you know, starting junior high school. My youngest is seven years old and she is already expressing to me, um, she's already been expressing um, feelings about her body image. Like already having body image issues. And I'm like, if there's anything that I can do, if there are any tools that I can implement right now for these girls that can just, that can just set them up and help them out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's anything I can do now, like, why not invest the time? Why not invest in, in learning how to do that?
1: Yep. And bottom line, we are social creatures. Our brain is literally wired for us to engage socially with other people. So we are going to do it. And regardless of how, even if it's like it's toxic or destructive, we might still engage in those behaviors. Like as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, like what about like all the people that are in unhealthy relationships? And, you know, there's so many different um, paths this can take that just don't promote happiness and joy and struggle and difficulty is part of the human experience. And that is like where we learn and we grow. But I always look at my parenting through the lens of like, OK, what might this lead to for my kids? So another example um, is like when we like to like we're very much like kind of like a kind of like a joking, teasing family. And I and that's how I like that's how I grew up. Like that's that was kind of like our communication style. And now I have to look at it and think like, what message am I sending to my kids? So, yeah, like we like, we'll have nicknames and like, but I'm really conscientious of what I say to them and I don't tease them in a way that is, um, there's like an underlying tone or message of criticism because I don't want them to have doubts about themselves. Even if I think I'm joking or I'm teased, like it's fun and lighthearted, I don't want them to ever doubt themselves. And I sure don't want them to think that that's okay for somebody to t- talk to them that way because. How is it that the person who loves them the most can tease them and that's okay and that's love and then somebody else can do it and that's wrong. Like there's so many mixed messages and kids just don't have the capacity to navigate the nuances of when it's okay and when it's not, especially at a young age. And so I don't want them to struggle in that area. There's so many other things that they have to learn to navigate. That's just not one that I need to put on their plate if I can help it.
0: Yes and i can only imagine i mean there's definitely pressure you know on both sides but i can imagine for boys in like there's a very particular culture that you know for boys in terms of as they get older like what it what it's going to look like and mean to be a man yeah. right and how how they're going to be expected to operate in this world especially when it comes to like relationships and when it comes to career and you know all those things like their identity as they grow up to be men, yeah, like a lot of that is at least you know a, a lot of it in mainstream culture is very toxic, yep. Um, or a lot of it is you know confusing. On yep. my end, you know, having girls like having girls that are just they're they're just different like mm-hmm. they have young parents they're biracial and they they feel they already feel removed and different just from everyone else like they they don't feel like they fit 100% in yep. in their environment and in the culture that we're in you know and and so i think that what you've created and especially like taking all of your years of experience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, taking your experimentation, you know, with your <laughs> with your boys, and putting it all together in a tool, in a program, in yep. a course. But not just like you know putting it together in a course and saying here, like watch these videos, do these assignments. But you're also making this. you It's not just a course. It's actually a, a group program, isn't it? Like yeah. Where- it's in-
1: because right like how am i supposed to one i one of the things that i found in therapy is and i've done this myself is i'll give somebody tools and then i'm like okay go try it and you know like it's hard it's hard like even like as a yoga i think it really hit me like once i got certified in yoga and i realized like okay people just need to be guided through this because if i'm like do yoga like i want you to check in with your body that's like yeah that's a common thing to say in yoga but somebody walking in for the first time they're like what do you mean check in with my body I need I need to break that down a little bit for them so like when I brought these skills in as a therapist and like when I'm teaching mindfulness and meditation it's really sought me to like scale it back and help people like understand like these are some things that you might be feeling this tell me about your experience cool you don't you didn't like it tell me where that friction was Let's see if we can figure that out and have that conversation so that way they are more successful. And that's what I want for this program. I mean, I want you to be successful. And I, I don't I could just give you the course of like, here you go, let me sell it. But that's not what this is about. Like, I really believe in these tools and I know that it works. And everybody that tries it sees the power. I mean, it's just like magic to me. Um, And I think that like the more that I could be there to be like, yep, here, like, sure, there's friction. Of course, there's gonna be friction. This is new and it's uncomfortable. And the only way that it's gonna work for the long term is if it really fits with your family dynamic. So I need to be there to be like, yeah, let's bounce ideas off of each other. So you can feel that this is, you're successful in this and you'll wanna keep doing it and you guys can figure out a way to make it happen. So there's going to, there's coaching, there's a community. So that way, I mean, I have ideas, but people come up with really amazing ways of like adapting what I share. I wouldn't want you to be limited only to my information. I would want you to have the community. So there's a community associated with it. Um, And I think it's, it's something that is like it can grow with your family and it should grow with your family. This is, again, it's just a framework. It's a place to start. And then there's tools that you can layer in as Whatever way you want. Like when I would teach us in a school, we would tell teachers if you're not comfortable talking about like feelings with kids and social skills and conflict resolution, use it for academics. And so the same thing with the family. Like you and I talked, and I was like, I'm teaching my kids about fin- finances. And that is a great thing to bring into a circle to just get kids comfortable sitting in a circle and having conversations. And then you bring in something that's super easy and feels easy for everybody to talk about because you're starting from a place of success and then you're going to build from there so if it's like if you want to talk about cooking or crafting or arts or finances or anything else you bring all that stuff in and you just have a conversation it's just giving you a structure and then when stuff happens that is more more challenging and is going to be more um require more of an emotional response be allow people or force people to be a little more vulnerable then you've already built the skills right like sitting in a circle isn't foreign. looking at people in the eye isn't foreign. having questions and dialogue isn't foreign. because all of that stuff new things are going to naturally raise our defenses and naturally raise our anxiety which is good sometimes but if it's too much if you're already anxious about the thing that you did wrong and you're gonna you're scared you're gonna get in trouble and now like mom's like okay and let's sit in a circle and I'll stare at you or look at you that's gonna be really overwhelming so like make it easy, make it fun, like play with this, like just start building that capacity. So that way when something happens, like we talked about yesterday, my, me and my kid yelling at each other on the mountain because he wanted to be independent and I was too scared. Now you've already, built, you've already built the structure. So kids are like, oh yeah, we're used to having these meetings all the time. Yep, this is what's gonna happen. Now the only like anxiety or um, emotional response is connected to the incident, not the structure that you've set up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, you mentioned something and I didn't even think about this, the fact that you, what you, what you've put together as a framework, Mm -hmm. meaning maybe emotional intelligence is not my goal for, let's say all of my kids. Like maybe one of my goals for my kids is financial literacy. Like maybe I want to raise them to be financially literate. Yep, maybe one of my goals is health and wellness. Like mm-hmm. I want to raise them to learn the proper foods to put into their bodies, the proper way to move their bodies for physical activity. Yep. Maybe that's one of my goals for them. So you're saying that I can take the framework that you've created and apply whatever my goals are for my girls, for my kids, and you like just apply it to that framework and use yep. and use your framework in order to Um, to like to give them the tools and strategies to learn more about those things?
1: Yeah, so really like, I mean, yeah, you can start anywhere. You can like, literally it could be anything that you want for your family. Like obviously I want people to, emotional intelligence is huge right now and that's kind of like my bag. So of course that's what I'm gonna tell you. I'm not a financial expert, whoever is, please come my way, I'll take lessons from you. But that's really like, that is a big skill But there's other skills and so that it shouldn't just be like okay this is the one thing that we're doing no you can you can bring in anything else you can have all kinds of conversations it's just here's a structure how we're going to meet the parallel that i often draw is business in business when you know when i was a supervisor we would have staff meetings and we would talk about business we would talk about goals we would talk about like what are the challenges with getting your work done with like meeting these goals right we don't do that in our family and our relationships and so This same format is actually really good for the parents too my recommendation is usually like hey parents why don't you follow this for yourself check in with each other set some goals for your partnership maybe your family if there's an evaluation system built into it to where you're coming back and you're just saying like is this working is it not what do we need to change And then you layer in whatever you need to on top of that. It's just a way of organizing the relationships and giving you some tools, right? Like sometimes you just need some tools too, to start with. And then from there, you make it your own.
0: I like that. Um, What I didn't realize, and this just came to me as you were talking is, um, I realized that really just the foundation of the way an entire country can be run can really be traced back to the family unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this I, it sounds like the framework is, and we talked about this yesterday when we were talking about community, the framework is a way to incorporate every member of the household into like working together and actually really becoming a unit. Yep. Um, establishing goals as a family, working together to fulfill those goals, Becoming conscious and aware of how each of us as individuals and in the family impact each other, mm-hmm. how incredible would it be for the next generations coming up to be raised in family units like this and then in order to, and then also to be able to take the like the benefits like emotional intelligence, like social skills like you know respect for others and all those things take that, grow up, leave the home, take that into the workforce, take that into their career, mm-hmm. take that into their own families that they eventually establish. Like if individual families did this, how big of an impact would that make on then their communities mm-hmm. and those communities on in their towns and their cities and then those cities in their states and then the states like in the nation. So, it really sounds like and I I do believe, you know, a huge I believe in in family. I believe in the family unit and it sounds like this is something that can maximize all the benefits of like a core family unit that can not just impact that family but like impact the people that those individual family members then eventually come in contact
1: with. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like you're saying like we were kind of talking about yesterday like I don't want to raise my kids to blindly follow a rule or blindly respect somebody just just because I said so. I want them to see like I respect you because you have value as a human, and I've learned to value as you as a human because I can see your I can see your strengths. I like I have love in my heart. Like I've been heard, and I want to hear other people. Um, And I think this just allows for that. It allows for you to be, to realize like I'm a part of something and I'm a part of this something and this, my community starts here in my home. But that idea of community does not stop there. It extends to my workplace, to my neighborhood, to my school, to my city, my count, like, right. It just keeps expanding until you're like globally we're our community. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: I didn't over over these like past few lives and over these conversations, um, what started off for me as, oh, I just wanna like get closer to my girls and I wanna maintain our relationship as they get older. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like that's how it started off. It started off to me as like, oh, I wanna use this framework, you know, in order to just build my relationship with my girls. Now I'm seeing over the course of like these past couple days I'm seeing that not only will I be able to build strong relationships with my girls, but this is also, this framework I can use can also help really raise them to be very influential and impactful in their communities as they get older, in their own families as they get older and like kind of start this ripple effect that starts here and then it just ripples out over time, you know, over just, the the possibilities are endless in terms yep. of the positive impact that me deciding to implement this framework in my home can have to like it, it, to other people and then eventually over time as they you know get older and as they go out into the world.
1: Totally. So
0: thank you so like thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Like this is <laughs> this is You're like welcome. this is great. This is great and you know a lot of I think about this a lot, like how in the world are we as parents, especially during like these times while our kids are watching us deal with this pandemic and, and deal for some people de- struggling financially and, and, you know, all these things, like our kids are watching us and, and how we are behaving and how we're operating in our homes right now is going to have a long lasting impression on them, Yep. you know, as they get older. And I feel like you and I were talking about the fact that we started working on on this program. It was a, it was a, it was a while ago, mm-hmm. and we had no idea that this pandemic was coming. We had yep. no idea that we were all going to be forced to be at home together. Yep, for an undetermined amount of time. Mm-hmm. And this really, I feel, came. You and I talked about this. The timing of this of this program finally being done and being ready, like what better time to take advantage of actually being able to implement these tools than when you are like forced to actually be at home with your kids.
1: Totally. And like it can be whatever outcome you want. I have a friend who is using it and she's like, I do this in the morning before I have to get my kids ready for school, right? Because now she's a teacher and she's like, in one meeting, one day, I saw I had put my kids in timeout less because we were able to set a structure for the day, which is how I would t- t- teach teachers to use this program or this framework. You set expectations, you talk about it, you check in with them. Do so you say like getting back to like asking the right questions, you find out how is everybody doing? Did you wake up tired? Did you wake up rested? Cool, now you have a really valuable information to know where you can go with that. For my kid that's tired, I might have them do their PE first to get some activity get their blood flowing, so then they can do whatever's most challenging. For my kid who's feeling like active and ready to learn and really rested, I'm gonna give them something else, the stuff that is more demanding for them, that's more challenging. So that way I can play to their strengths and play to the strengths of our family unit and reduce the amount of stress that is impacting all of us. Because we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're just gonna sit in this little pile of stress. So might as well just reduce it and like be as strategic as possible. Um, and this framework just allows for that. And I'll teach you how to do that because that's exactly what I would teach teachers to do.
0: That is awesome. Um, And it reminds me of like the one morning where my youngest, she just it was just a bad morning. She woke up late. She was very tired. Um, She was hungry. We had to rush and get her to school. And within the first like 45 minutes of school, she ended up getting in trouble like a note written home. And it was literally because the morning started off just so like horribly for her. Yeah, And I remember my mom who is a retired educator, Mm -hmm. like being upset. Like my mom was really upset because in her mind as a former educator, it was like, this is obviously, this behavior is obviously out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. So as a teacher, her first thought would have been to check in with her student and say, hey, like, you know, what's going on with this behavior? Because then, you know, it would have uncovered the fact that it was like the morning that led to the misbehavior within the first 45 minutes of school. (laughs) And, And even like as parents, I just love that example that you gave of your friend, like as a parent, even being able to spend literally like five minutes in the morning before getting the day started to implement this and to check in with everybody to see what kind of day can we expect based on how it is that you woke up this morning, like how you're feeling this morning. I, I, I think the, I I just think it's brilliant.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah,
0: I think it's brilliant. Um, So please, like how can, how, first of all, how can people number one, because we're talking about questions, right? And yesterday, we introduced how people can, first of all, get a list of questions um, that they can start like kind of going through with their families right now. So please remind us of how we can do that, uh, get access to that.
1: Yep. So if you go to my website, as soon as you go on there, it's www.connectflowgrow.com. And I know Lene's amazing about putting it in the comments. is when you go on there, there's a pop-up, and it just asks you for your email. As soon as you submit your email, you'll get a list of 25 questions. There's a couple check-in questions. Check-ins um, are are good for just like gauging how somebody's doing. And then there's some other like asking about your day questions, goal-setting questions. There's a there's a wide variety on there. I want you to just get in the habit of asking questions and see how it works for your family. At the end of the sheet, there's links to a couple YouTube videos. Um, where I explain how you can use them and I give you examples of me doing it with my kids so you can see how it works and I show you how to go a little bit deeper so when I do a check-in if I'm if I am running really quick short on time I might just say something like give me a thumbs up if you're doing okay sorry this. give me a sideways thumb wrong way here we go sideways thumb if you're kind of having a so-so day thumbs down if you're struggling right now and then I might ask, like, okay, what do you? What's one thing that you can do to just bring that thumb up a little bit? Or if you're having a good day, what's something that you can do to stay? There? Because that's an important one that we need to like really continue to reinforce for kids. Is like, how do you promote positive days? They don't just fall out of the sky like rain. Like you're doing something, and so whatever it is that you're doing, I need you to be aware of that, so that way you can control your days a little bit more. Um. So yeah, we didn't get to get into the questions too much, but I what I can say is. The types of questions you ask will determine the types of responses that you get. And if you can start training your brain to start asking questions that reduce defenses, so do not asking questions like why or why did you do this? Why didn't you do this? You should have done this. Um, And allow people to kind of respond and be vulnerable and then allow you to coach your kids through situations, give you enough information to kind of see what it is that they're doing naturally and then where they can use a little guidance it's going to change how you parent
0: I love that and then can we also talk a little bit more than about the program mm-hmm. and what that looks like because you said that it's a, a it's a membership yep. um, and it's and along with the membership, comes like access to you and guidance from you on how to actually walk through right the resources that you're providing let's just hear a little bit more about the program and and what it's about what people can expect um and what benefits especially they'll be able to get out of um, having that connection with you and implementing this into their family
1: yep so with the membership i'm going to give you the it's a the course that i created um that lenae's Linnae has is Stress proof your Family. And it's the basic framework that we keep referring to. It's gonna teach you how to start using the framework. Um, so that's kind of like the onboarding. Um, it's gonna give you a core set of skills, a common language that we're all gonna be using. And then through the membership, you're gonna be part of a Facebook community um, where you can ask questions. I'll go in, I'll be in the community um, at least a couple times a month to provide more booster support. So teach you like answer questions, do some hot seat coaching, um, show you how to expand the skills or how to adapt the skills that you're learning um, and really work through any challenges that you're having. And then you're, you're in there so you can ask questions, you can learn from each other, you can look at like how to like adapt these things, um, how to maybe talk about financial literacy, what are some other things that you might use this for, but really help you build success in integrating this into your family because it looks different for everybody. Everybody's family dynamic is different. Everybody has a different goal. And so that can feel really difficult to start implementing it, but I I just want you to be successful. So with that membership, you'll have a lot of access to me. Um, I'm very responsive because I just really want you to be successful. And this is like my baby, right? And I feel like there's so much power in it. and so the the founding group community right now is really, it's a really low price, it's $10 a month. The course is $200. So I'm giving you the course and all you have to do is pay $10 a month. Like if you back out of the first month, you back out of the first month, but um, there's gonna be so much value in implementing it. I think the course could stand alone by itself. I think the coaching and just the guidance through it is, it's just so much more valuable. I I, I can't even say that enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And then if you decided to, instead of just, um, being a part of the membership group for like month to month, if you just wanted to like, kind of be a member for the next year and have access to, um, everything for the year, I, if you decide that you want to do that and you use the code LYNNE10, 10, L-Y-N-E-E 10, then you get a discount right yep. off of off of the the membership for the year, yep. Um, and then for for those that for those of you, I, I have a lot of um, and just seeing the people popping on. I also have a lot of grandparents mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. watching, and I think that maybe we should have mentioned. Or I don't know what you think about this, Lynn. But if you're a grandparent with like grown kids. Mm -hmm. but your kids, you know, have young kids, maybe you could even consider gifting them. Totally. Mother's Day, tell me.
1: Send me to the moms. I mean, what a beautiful gift to give them harmony and peace in their family. This is one of the areas that I I recognize is this is not an area that people typically want to spend money. They'll spend money on all the other stuff, but this is an area where it's like, no, we're getting by, right? Do you really, I want you to stop and just think, do I want to get by or do I really want to thrive? Like, are are you willing to just continue surviving through life or do you want to thrive? And like this framework is like aunts, uncles, grandparents can be a part of this. I teach you about stress. I teach you coping skills, yoga. I mean, but the framework is yours. So if you're not a yoga person, play soccer, like play music, do something. It's just what I want to teach you because of the benefits. But there's no reason why grandparents can't gift this or why somebody else can't gift this or why they can't be a part of that community. And there's, no, there's really no age on it. The material's kind of geared towards more elementary age, elementary to middle school age. Um, but this framework works everywhere. I, I use it in the workplace. I use it with adults in treatment. I use it with kids. There's no age range on it. It's just how you integrate it. And that's what the coaching's for.
0: I love it. I love it. Yes. Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. So yep. for you, grandparents, aunts, uncles out there, um, if you want to give this to your daughter, or give this to your son-in-law, you yep. know, and uh, and give this framework to them, I think that that is such a brilliant idea. And I also love the fact that you mentioned that there's no, like, age constriction on it. I I could even see, you know, like, kind of um, parents of older kids yeah. even just learning the the framework and utilizing um some of the strategies on their adult kids on their older kids or you know on their teenage kids so i, I think that's great um we didn't like necessarily talk too much about questioning i know we were going to talk about like you know kind of the quality of questions but i think that this was just a brilliant recap yeah. of everything that we've been discussing a uh, uh, a brilliant explanation of what this framework is that you put together, why it's important, of the positive impact that it can have, not just on kids right now, not just on family dynamic right now, but then the ripple effect yep. that it can have as kids like grow up and mature and then go out into the world. Yep. Um, and so, once again, I'm I'm excited. I'm going to start implementing the framework. I already I actually already tried out a couple of the circle meetings with my girls um, a few weeks ago, and I literally learned things about the three of them that I had no idea. I they just they shared things with me, and I had to sit back and be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that like th- those really deep important thoughts are even in your little brain, <laughs> like. I, <laughs> And like, I had no clue, I had no idea. And I'm excited to be, to actually use the framework consistently with them. I, I think that this is just with the shutdown and, and the fact that they're home for the rest of the school year, who knows if they're gonna be going back to school in the fall, like, I feel like this is a really necessary time to implement this right now.
1: Totally, and then the one other thing I want to say, so the enrollment, there's only a, a small enrollment window. So it's only today, it opened today and it closes Saturday. So this isn't like an ongoing, because i want to be able to get you i need everybody kind of onboarded at the same time and i need to give you the course and make sure that i'm setting you up for success so if you are on the fence i'd say just buy it Um, worst case you're out ten dollars because you're not gonna be able to it's not you can't just buy it at any time there is a very brief period in which you can buy it
0: and so if somebody wants to, like, buy it right now, like, you can either have the option of going to Lynn's website, getting the 25 questions, right? And then you can get more information about the the course from there. But if they just want to go and check out the course right now, like, what should they do?
1: Just go to my website. You can exit out of the the um, email subscription, and it's the first thing that shows up. It says Strengthening Connections. I think it the next button says me more info it'll give you a little bit of breakdown of what you can expect and then you can buy the course it'll take you right to the shopping cart and there is an option for either an annual um, subscription or the monthly subscription and you pick which one you want the, with awesome. the info you get with Lynnae's code you get three months free so
0: awesome did you hear that guys I know <laughs> they're so gracious Lynn thank you and the website is connect flowgrow.com yep. i put it in the comment section lynn i wish we could do this every day i know i'm gonna be really sad tomorrow at two <laughs> thirty? i was like i should be on live with lynn um this has been amazing I- i'm so thankful that you and i were able after meeting almost two years ago we were able to reconnect i'm so honored that i was able to actually work with you on this um for those of you that uh, purchase and that you, you actually get the program. Um, I helped Lynn on the video editing. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I, I was able to, you know, get in there and really just like integrate a lot of the content that she had and, and put it together in a way that I hope is it pleases the eye. <laughs> oh it's
1: amazing, better than I could have ever done myself and <sighs> would have even imagined.
0: Yeah, and and so that was just, I mean, that was, it was an honor to be able to work on this with you. I was excited about you asking me to help you with the editing at the beginning, but as I was like actually editing the videos and putting it together, I was like, this is an honor to be a part of. Like, I'm, I am couldn't be happier to be a part of something like this being yeah. put out there as a resource for parents and for families. And so I would definitely, I would highly, highly, highly encourage. Um, I would highly encourage you guys to check it out.
1: Yep, thank you.
0: Yeah, worth its weight in gold. Thank you again so much, Lynn. This was great. Um, yep. If you guys have any questions, if you're watching now, thank you so much. If you come back and watch the replay later, um, then please do like you know, come and say hello. Let us know your thoughts on this series. This has just been awesome for all of us. So thank you guys for jumping in and for listening. Absolutely. Lynn, also thank you again. Um and don't forget connectflowgrow.com um yep. check it out check it out all Thanks right having me absolutely thank you again Lynn and everybody else you guys have a great day okay. bye <laughs>